Welcome to Reflect the Life You Want, where we talk about not only how to survive, but to thrive. I'm your host, Tim Howard, man school strategist, former Army officer, successful Homes for Heroes real estate agent. This show will focus on living a life of greatness, of wholeness, and completeness. This show will be talking about our dreams, our goals, and how to go about creating them. So join me to learn how to reflect and design the life you want to live. This is Tim Howard, and I'm delighted to have as a guest today, Caroline Gann, who is a solar energy expert at Live Oak Bank. So welcome to the show, Caroline. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. I'm excited to get into the conversation that we're going to have. You and I first connected through the Veteran Business Collective here in Wilmington, North Carolina. You're your husband, Christian, yep. friend of mine, and also part of a networking organization that I lead, um, has a military background. Mm-hmm. He went to, did he go to the Naval Academy? Air Force Academy. Air Force Academy. <laughs> I always get that. He and someone else locally confused. Mm-hmm. Um, so he served our country. I served our country as an Army officer. He used to jump out of perfectly good airplanes <laughs> that the Air Force flew for us. Um, but we connected one time at one of those events, and I was curious to know a little bit about what you do. I knew you worked at Live Oak Bank, but I had no idea what you were involved in. And once we started talking, I was like, oh, this is a really cool subject. Got to get her on the show. So Absolutely. thanks for taking the time to come in. Absolutely. Well, for our guests to kind of get some context of who you are as we get into talking about business and solar power and self-development kind of stuff. Share a little bit about your personal history and professional history. Absolutely. Um, So I am the daughter of two retired uh, naval uh, enlisted, (laughs) which they do not uh, let us forget that they were enlisted. (laughs) Um, I was actually born on an Air Force base in Nebraska. Um, and my only brother, who is uh, like three years older than me, he is currently a naval officer. So he is based overseas right now. Okay. Um, but everyone has served. I am the civilian of the four of us. Uh, my mom um, is an immigrant from the Philippines. So okay. she came over when she was younger. Um, the cool story there is that her father was a a secret messenger for MacArthur um, when the Japanese were in the Philippines. And he was able to get permanent residency and worked in the States and um, slowly moved each child over. She's the youngest of six. Mm. So um, we have a lot of roots in regards to the U.S. military and just gratefulness for being in America. Um, Yeah. I went to college at the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill as a major of peace, war, and defense with a focus of national security, and I minored in Russian. Um, I clearly did not go that route professionally. (laughs) (laughs) It was a weird time during graduation in terms of uh, security clearances and and waiting things out, and I decided to go the route of, hey, I'll go live at the beach for a year, wait this out, see how, how the environment changes in D.C., and while spending my days in Wrightsville Beach, ran into a friend who introduced me to Live Oak Bank. And sure, why not? And it changed the rest of my life. <laughs> wow. So how did you and Christian first connect? Yeah, um, I actually was up in Arlington uh, during my two-year stint in D.C. working for Live Oak. And uh, we ran into each other at a bar. Uh, he was... Uh, not easy to miss. He is six foot four. <laughs> yeah. He had on cowboy boots and yeah. jeans. And I very quick, quickly uh, realized that he was not, not from around there. So we, <laughs> we started up the conversation pretty quick. Yeah. 
Well, Christian's a great guy. <laughs> I've been enjoying getting to know him. So you work at Live Oak Bank, and you've been there for a number of years, but more recently you're really focused in on the solar, solar power industry, which yeah. I think is, is fascinating, and there's a lot of things that have been going on in recent years. Before the show we were talking about, I just got back from the country of Ireland, which doesn't utilize solar power because they've got a lot of rain and overcast, but they use a lot of wind power. Mm-hmm. And um, so you're in that space that's really changing and evolving in business and having a significant impact for our country and around the world. So I was interested in getting in you do the show to kind of share some of your experiences, what you're learning, what you see happening out there. So, Absolutely. Um, I was asked to join the, the solar team almost a year and a half ago, and it kind of caught me off surprise. I was like, I don't know anything about solar panels. I, mm-hmm. I don't know, you know, the technology. And my construction background that I previously had at the bank was kind of my leverage there. And so I am a construction expert in terms of debt financing, project management. Um, Solar is just different. It's not building a house. It's, you know, creating solar farms, racking, things like that, understanding uh, the equipment um, and and the time frame, utility connections, things like that. So um, similar but different. And I was able to adjust. I've really enjoyed it. with everything that's going on politically, uh, it's a market that is continuing to grow and grow very quickly. So I'm very excited to know more about um, technologies that are improving and what that means for not just us, but like you Mm -hmm. mentioned, everyone in the world. Mm -hmm. What have you learned that surprised you the most about solar power and the solar power industry? Um, One of the most interesting or surprising aspects for me was understanding um, how the incentive programs work. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, you would love to think that everyone wants solar panels and clean energy because they want to protect the earth. Mm -hmm. Um, But the way that tax credits have been structured is with the understanding that that's not always the case. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I think they've done a good job at structuring these to allow companies that have the deep pockets Mm -hmm. um, because it's hard. If you are an everyday person, of course you would love to put solar panels on your house, but you don't want to pay $25,000 to put solar panels on your house. Mm -hmm. Um, The incentives allow these larger companies, whether that's Apple, Google, Target, you name it, to be the equity that goes into allow these projects being built. Um, Mm -hmm. They're in it for the tax credits. Um, Hopefully they're also in it because they care about the environment and and our footprint here. Um, But it also allows clean energy to go to the everyday person. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was one of the things when we were first talking that really, I just imagined it was like public utilities um, that you'd primarily be working with. But then when you mentioned it was these larger corporations mm-hmm. because of the some of the tax incentives and some of the – from a public relations standpoint, it's probably good for them as Absolutely. well. Uh, that was really interesting to me. What What is it about that you see happening right now in the current landscape um, that's exciting for you in the solar power industry and what's, yeah, what's taking great place? Great recently the Inflation Reduction Act and for what it means for renewable energy. Uh, 
it is increasing um, the tax credits that were initially falling off. Um, it's and therefore providing a lot more value to renewable energy projects, whether that's wind, storage, uh, solar energy, especially. Um, and so you're pushing that incentive back up to start continuing to build clean energy, solar energy. Um, and I'm really excited. Uh, all of the little caveats in there, whether, you know, and, and that's not just for large companies, it's for the everyday person. If you're able to purchase um, an EV vehicle, if you're able to put solar panels on your house as well, um, there are a lot of really great incentives. And it's also pushing for manufacturing in the U.S. Um, the U.S. provides less than 6%, um, which is very interesting because during the 80s, we were the number one producer. We, we helped create the, the solar panel technology. Mm -hmm. um, and so I think I'm excited for anything that brings back uh, commerce and, and labor within the U.S. Mm -hmm. Where is most of that technology being manufactured these days? Mostly in Eastern Asia okay. um, is where we typically see imports. Mm -hmm. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it would be good for more of that to come back. Yeah, I'd love to the it. United States and more jobs and mm -hmm. more industry. That's great. Well, it's interesting. Yeah, it's. Um, I think one of the things that you see some of these political memes, but just you know some of the states in the cross country, they're making a commitment to more electrical powered vehicles, and you know you can argue the pluses and the minuses mm -hmm. of some of that, but it's like people are getting serious about this. They're, they're they are like. We're, they're going to try and reduce our uh, dependency on fossil fuels, you know, right. and some other things. So it's interesting to see you're you're, at, you're kind of at the cutting edge of some really interesting stuff. And Live Oak Bank is an amazing company that's had tremendous success and growth here in our Wilmington area. And just right. I just announced something recently. You're going to be adding more jobs. Yep, I think about 200 jobs in the Wilmington area. Yeah, that's really, really exciting mm -hmm. for, and for someone like me that my primary profession is the real estate industry, then yeah. more people I got to help find a home. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so ahead of this show, I asked you to take a look at the um, Reflect a Life You Want, uh, which is the name of this podcast, the theme of the Mirror Book Project. Mirror Book will be coming out later this year. Um, and we're just talking about some changes taking place um, in the economics here in the United States because of legislation, some of the change in, uh, in the industry. Um, so the recognize the power to change, the R chapter especially resonated with you. And I was wondering, what was it about that that spoke to you? Yeah. It was a few things. So I think it hit professionally and personally for mm -hmm. me. Um, professionally. I have always really enjoyed being good at what I do. And I'm good at what I do because I know every detail of it. <laughs> and when I was asked to join the renewable team, it was very exciting for about 30 seconds. And yeah. then it was followed by complete um, concern of, you know, I don't know anything about this. I, yeah. you know, am I going to be able to change mm -hmm. and to um, educate myself and to feel like I'm an expert? Mm -hmm. um, and so, reminding myself that I'm completely capable of that mm -hmm. and everyone is. Mm -hmm. um, and so whether that looks like, you know, spending over time listening to podcasts <laughs> about mm -hmm. solar panels, <laughs> I'll do it. Yeah. Um, and so I was really proud of myself for uh, being able to adapt and change um, to that. Um, in my personal life, it it's 
I'm kind of reaching a point where people are getting married, people already have kids, um, you know, people are going after the corner office, everyone is starting to branch off into different phases. Um, and it's becoming a lot more noticeable. And so for me, um, deciding and understanding that the plans or the goals that I had for my future are different than what they used to be mm-hmm. is okay. Mm-hmm. And that I can change and that I can adapt and, yeah. and still reach those goals. Well, you got a, a milestone coming up between you and Christian <laughs> soon, right? We do. <laughs> we have our one year anniversary next week. Yeah. Well, congratulations. Thank you. Yeah. The, um, you, you spoke to, you know, having that self-belief that mm-hmm. I'm capable of and, and developing that confidence. So I'm imagining as you've made this transition, it's been not only the technical stuff that you're learning, but it's what you've learned about yourself. Yep. What, what are some, what are some things that along this journey in the last year and a half, so have you, have you found that you've benefited by making that change? Yeah. A big change for me has been understanding that I can ask for help. Mm. Um, I think, you know, wherever we pick up these beliefs about ourselves or about others, you know, if that's our childhood or, or just experiences in life that we're just not conscious of, Mm -hmm. um, for me, I've always been hesitant to ask for help. I've always grown up saying you can do it on your own. You just need to work harder Mm -hmm. if you think you need someone else to do it. And, um, it really opened my eyes when I'm able to, have a community that I can reach out and ask for help. And I'm like, wow, that was so easy. Someone had the resources and Mm -hmm. they were able to already help me. And, you know, something that could have took me months or a year to do, I was able to do in a week because I had the help and I was just willing to ask. Mm -hmm. Um, So that was a a huge change. And I think reflecting on myself, um, I am a huge advocate for mental health um, awareness uh, everyone is fighting their own personal battles that you mm-hmm. meet and just being aware of that. Um, therapy is one of the greatest <laughs> things you can do and it, yeah. it, you don't have to be going through anything to go have therapy. And mm-hmm. so if you're lucky enough to, um, have access to that, I highly suggest it. Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. We always can use some help. The, um, what I'm imagining, too, is the culture that you're working within. My hunch is it's probably a very positive, supporting culture. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah we, in, in terms of professional life and, and personal life, you know, um, I've been very blessed to have people that are team mentality. Mm-hmm. And it is the s- success of the team, whether that's in my marriage and the team is me and my husband, mm-hmm. or if that is at work and the team is everyone from our closers to our underwriters to the loan officers. Um, it's an equal playing field in terms of, you know, everyone matters and is valued. Mm -hmm. When you were growing up in your family of origin, did you have Mm -hmm. that same mindset or was it more, you were brought up to be more independent? Absolutely. Um, (laughs) that is, so my, Dad came from um, a very hardworking family that didn't have much. I know he always used to tell me the stories about he and his brother would share clothes. His mom would make his pants. Um, They grew up on a tobacco field out in Moore County, if you know where that is, Mm -hmm. in North Carolina. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, you know, my mom having a completely different background and growing up in the Philippines, um, being the youngest of six kids, um, and then completely transforming her life to a new country. Mm -hmm. Um, 
they're extremely hard workers. My perspectives have changed um, greatly um, as I continue to grow and, and, and be an adult. And you look at things a lot differently than you did as a child. And for me, it was like, you know, my dad didn't, wasn't able to go to my softball games, but he was able to make my brother's baseball games. And that was always, you know, a, a really hard thing for me to deal with. And looking back on it, I'm like, my dad was working like 80 hour weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, it just so happened that the times that he could get off, you know, he was close to my brother's away game. Mm-hmm. My mom, I very vividly remember her working during the day, picking up me and my brother from school, dropping us off. There was already a meal ready. And then she would go straight to night class. You know, mm. she, th- to think now of having to go back to school full time while managing a job and then two children, <laughs> <laughs> it's, you have, it, it, it's just created a respect that should have been there the entire time, I think. Mm. But as we're young and we don't know, and we kind of have this, you know, tunnel vision of like, we're just looking for, you know, what's happening the next day or the next week um, to really understand the struggles and the sacrifices that they made um, has allowed me to change. Um, Mm -hmm. recently and and kind of be grateful and to say, okay, they did all of this for their kids. Mm -hmm. What can I show of that? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. This, the first D of the reflect acrostic is each day to reflect on what we're grateful for already. You just, you just touched on, sounds like you made a shift in that Mm -hmm. of late. What, what caused that shift in perspective? If you're willing to share. Um, the last two years I kind of, hit a hard place just mentally. And I think I didn't know where I was going in my life. I didn't know um, professionally if I was fulfilled or if there were other options for me. Mm -hmm. Um, I just didn't feel that enthusiasm behind getting up every day and doing whatever I needed to do and looking forward to the next. Mm -hmm. And it's tough and, and people go through this. And I have always... And I was selfish, and that's how I remember it. I, th- I think of it now as being selfish, but it actually took Christian. Um, we were dating, and he, he was telling me this story about one of his deployments, and um, he had a story about a guy named Charlie that he didn't know, but he crossed path with and had crossed paths with, and unfortunately, Charlie lost his life, mm-hmm. and he lost his life fighting for his country. Mm-hmm. And he left behind a wife and two kids. And that story is in the back of my mind every day. And it's not that it's, you know, unfortunately, there are a lot of stories that are, are like that. But for whatever reason, that one really hit me. And I woke up and I got off my feet and I try to live a life that is worth worth the sacrifice that a lot of people mm-hmm. have made. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Sounds like you gained a different perspective and realized how much you get to appreciate everything that you get to do every day. It's precious. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. What, what other things are coming up for you? Like in the last year or two, as you, you look on change of becoming a wife, you know, moving back to the Wilmington area and making this shift into the new area, the renewables, what other things are you learning that you think are valuable yeah. uh, ideas to others? Um, for me, this last year, I have really gotten comfortable with myself. I've made sure that, you know, my marriage is strong, that Christian is my best friend. He's my husband. He's my biggest cheerleader. Um, and then 
I take kind of that joy that I'm grateful for every day Mm -hmm. and I've tried to put it back out into the community. Um, this year has been crazy. I've been involved in a lot of non nonprofits and wonderful organizations. Mm -hmm. I try to teach a class every month at, um, the local women's shelter called a safe place. Mm -hmm. Um, it's, it's been wonderful. It is, they teach me a lot about myself more than I think I am able to teach them. Yeah. Um, I am a tutor at Cape Fear Literacy Council. Mm-hmm. Um, adult literacy is something that I'm very passionate about. Um, I've watched my mom um, and the struggles that she has faced and the adversities that she has faced. Um, and it's it's tough. You know, she knows English. She speaks English very well, She but she knows five different dialects. And so running into individuals that I go through in these classes and, you know, they came over to America to have a better life and they've worked very, very hard. Um, but the language barrier is what's holding them back. And you'd be surprised how many well-educated, um, immigrants are here doing entry-level minimum wage Mm -hmm. jobs. And if English is the barrier, if it's things that we can help with, um, I, I take a lot of pride in tutoring and and getting the word out about Mm -hmm. the the literacy council and Mm -hmm. the offerings that they have. Now, do you speak any other languages besides English? I I don't speak any other languages. I can read elementary Russian. (laughs) I can pick up things in movies here and there. Um, but for the most part... Yeah, for the most part, we teach survival language and um, we teach them how to communicate, whether that's with their children's uh, teachers or if it's going to the grocery store or if it pertains to their job. We also do um, training on how to pass their um, to to get their citizenship tests Mm -hmm. and things like that. So just practicing with them and they completely immerse themselves there. It's not just there. They go home, they watch TV in English. They try to read in English. Um, They're doing the work behind the scenes too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So many of um, like in, in the real estate profession I'm in and Christian is a real estate Mm -hmm. investor and works with um, subcontractors. Um, So many of those professionals are, uh, they're, origin primarily is Latin or Mm -hmm. America or Mexico or somewhere else. Uh, Highly, highly skilled craftspeople, Mm -hmm. very hardworking people. Um, But the language barrier can be, can be real, but I've seen tremendous amount of people had that have been immigrants, just like your mother coming from other countries. And they see this huge opportunity in this land of opportunity that we have in the United States. And they're able to capitalize on it versus sometimes people from our own country that grew up here that don't recognize yeah. how much opportunity they have. Yeah. My dad, I will never forget his signature line and his email address used to be a quote about um, having won the biggest lottery in all of the world and it was being born American. Mm-hmm. And it really resonates with me and I'm very appreciative. Um, mm-hmm. The perspectives that I've seen through my mom and her family um, and being first generation on that side, um, it, it, I've been able to open my eyes um, to kind of the opportunities and what to be grateful for. I just got back from a vacation trip to Ireland, which mm-hmm. three quarters of my grandparents, two of them were Irish immigrants. One, a third was um, first generation Irish American. And the fourth is, we're not exactly all certain. It's kind of Scotch Irish, but you know, they left their country under very challenging circumstances to come to this country and 
the opportunity and what they were able to do. It's it's amazing some of the hardships they went through, just like mm-hmm. you know your grandfather would have gone through in World War II in the Philippines. So lots of opportunities that we have if we capitalize on them, for sure. So I always like to ask two key questions of my guests, and we've kind of been um, talking about some of the things you're learning and growing in the last couple of years. Um, I'm wondering if there's something that you're working on for yourself either that you might share with a listener that might be more practical around what are you working on to reflect more of the life that you want to have for yourself? Yeah, I'm trying to be intentional. Um, mm-hmm. Me and Christian picked a word this year and we were, you know, what is the word that is going to be our word of the year? Mm-hmm. And it was intention. Okay. And whether that's being intentional from the fact that I drive across town so that I can use a veteran-owned car wash (laughs) (laughs) to um, being intentional about how we speak to each other um, and how we treat each other. And every day I, I went from, you know, not knowing what my purpose was and not feeling any enthusiasm to get up every day to now, once it starts getting into the afternoon, I have to think, who did I help today? Have I helped anyone? If not, I need to get on the ball because I need to help someone by the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's relatively easy during the work day and the people I interact with. But um, I try to go beyond just who I interact with, whether mm-hmm. that's coworkers or, or clients. Um, mm-hmm. I try to help out whether that's a friend that needs someone to come over and dog sit or, um, you know, you just whatever it is, what it, Sometimes it's volunteering at the shelter or getting uh, the word out about different organizations that need help. Um, if I can affect one person's life a day, you know, and that could be small and it could be my husband's if, you know, that might be an easy one. Um, but in a positive way, then mm-hmm. that day was well spent for me. Mm-hmm. So have you, have you read that book, My One Word, or did you hear no, about No, I, I had actually, I'd heard the idea from someone through church Yeah, and they pick a word, her family picks a word every year. Yeah. And I was like, I really like that. And we started yeah. it this year. And so we, yeah. we try to do it. I've been doing that in the last few years too. You So for this year, my word is action. Oh. And I've got a lot going on. I, I need to continue to take lots of action. <laughs> um, well, thank you for sharing that because, um, just like, you know, intentionality and consistency are two very, very powerful uh, things. And if we, we set our minds to being intentional about who, how do we want to live our mm-hmm. lives and we're consistent with that, we are going to have tremendous impact. Yeah. So that's cool that you're doing that. Thank you for sharing that. So, you know, to this point in life, you've learned what you've learned, um, you have different experiences. You've been through different changes. If if you either had a conversation with an earlier, younger version of yourself or you encountered someone like maybe a counter, one of these women you're helping at the safe space mm-hmm. uh, or someone that's an immigrant to our country, you know, what is like one piece of wisdom that you could share with others that you think would help them to reflect more of the life they want? I think determining what your values are. Mm -hmm. Um, And once you really sit down and decide what matters to you, Mm -hmm. understand why does that matter to you? Mm -hmm. Okay. And if, if you've decided after that question that it's absolutely a value to you, how are you going to protect that value? How are you going to be intentional about that 
that value and prioritize it. Um, as a woman, it's very easy to um, kind of forget what really matters. You know, you have society, you have everything kind of telling you what you should be and what you should, where you should be and, and things like that. And it's tough. And at the end of the day, like maybe you don't care what brand clothes you wear, <laughs> um, you know? And so it, it's, you need to just remember what is a priority for you. And that's, what's important. That's great. Yeah. I, I was talking to a, a family recently um, where they had written that out and this wife she'd actually had this flag made up a few years ago and it's got, i think like five or six key values for their uh, family so if like if it doesn't fit within that yeah. then it, it doesn't happen and i've had another young business leader that she has gone through a similar process where she's got some key core values so it really helps in her decision making about things if it doesn't fit if it's not congruent with these values it's a no absolutely because if I can't do it without compromising one of these things, I can't do it. So I think that's a powerful thing to share is that um, really understanding yourself, what do you value, where mm -hmm. does that flow, and then everything else is easier to understand. It's like, I'm, this is who I am. I may be able to grow in my capacity or capability of who I am, but my core value is this. I don't want to compromise that. That's really, that's a powerful lesson. Yeah. Very cool. What is bubbling up right now as we're, we're kind of winding down our conversation? Maybe something you thought we might talk about or just what's come up as, as we are talking? Yeah. One of the thoughts for me is um, being a good person. And I know that is very vague, mm -hmm. um, but... It is something that I've definitely looked back on my life and I've wondered, was I a good person in that moment? You know, mm -hmm. was I someone that I would have liked now? Mm -hmm. um, and it was, I think about a year ago, I got a random message. I think it might have been through one of the social media platforms. It was from a boy that I went to high school with. Didn't know very well, just, you know, had seen him. We were probably friends on Facebook. And he wrote me a really long um, message, and it was just thanking me for always. He said that he was going through a really hard time. His family um, was really tough at home. Um, it was He had just switched schools, and that he just wanted to thank me because he said that he always remembered that I was always nice to him, and I was, always made him feel important. And, I mean, it really got me deep and, <laughs> and it's, it was great because, you know, I do question sometimes, was I always a good person and, and how could I have been a better person? And knowing that he, that was so impactful and it was something I don't even remember, mm. honestly, um, mm. intentionally doing, I try to be intentional every day. Mm. And so when I run into anyone, whether that's, you know, through work and, and you know, a client or, someone or a title office is, you know, not being the most pleasant to work with, or if it's, you know, an every day and you're just dealing with people out in the public, I just try to take a breath. And I think I have no idea what that person is battling. Mm -hmm. I have no idea what is causing them to, you know, misdirect this anger or whatever it is that I'm feeling, mm -hmm. but I'm glad I'm not going through that. Mm -hmm. And so I'm just going to be here and I'm going to let them get that out. Mm -hmm. And it has really changed my perspective on life. And I think it's helped me be a, a better person in my mind. Mm -hmm. so I'm grateful for that. Yeah. 
Well, thank you for sharing that story. I think, you know, I, I think about this often, as, and I tell people is that you you don't really know sometimes the impact you're having. It can be for the positive or otherwise. Uh, but going back to that idea of being intentional mm -hmm. about who is the woman I want to be, mm -hmm. what's the kind of impact I want to leave, who am I helping today? If we have that mindset, we're more apt to have a positive impact, mm -hmm. more in line with who we'd want to be known for. Um, so I think that's really incredible, just listening to the different things that you're doing and you're involved with and where that kind of comes from, where your heart is mm -hmm. for that. I can see that. Uh, but that's a beautiful story that um, you shared. Um, well, if people want to reach out to you to either get to know you, Caroline, because you've inspired them by something you've shared today, or if they want to learn more about Solar Power mm -hmm. or Live Oak Bank, what are some means that they can connect with you? Yeah, absolutely. I am very active on LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. um, I might think of any of them on there is Caroline Bennell Gann. Um, so that means you to contact through LinkedIn. Um, also, in relative in relation to work, um, our Live Oak Bank website is a great resource. My contact information, my office phone number, and my email are all listed on there. That's great. Yeah. Well, I'm delighted that you yeah. took the opportunity to come in, and uh, it's good to get to know you on a little deeper level. And I'm excited for you and Christian. Thank Congratulations you. on your one-year you. anniversary. Um, I think I'll see him next Wednesday. <laughs> so I'll get a chance to interact with him. But um, thank you for coming in too and, and just sharing, you know, what's going on in the solar power industry and what some of the opportunities are there that, you know, people may not know and realize and understand the importance of it uh, in our economy and, and how it impacts us globally. Um, I think it's a really exciting field in, uh, in what's happening in the United States. So Thank you for taking the time to come in and be a guest of the show. Yeah, thank you for having me. Well, I just always say to my guests, just go out and reflect the life you want. Absolutely. <laughs> thank you, Caroline. Thanks.